1: Day podcast.
2: What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I am joined today by two of my best pals, Ross Uglum of Packer Report and Jacob Westendorf of Game on Wisconsin. And then I am your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. Ross, I'm going to kick it to you. Uh, cuz you were not here at the start of our show last week you were in uh the far, the Fargo dome overtime. double <laughs> overtime one of the craziest i mean what they were they're down at like, 17 points in the in the second half came back and won the dang thing so ross was was partying with the people last week as we were recording but uh ross how are you doing today man
1: i'm good brother um, just just doing absolutely fantastic here on uh, on Super Bowl Monday hangover Monday and excited to embrace the off season. The uh um you know the the Rams were champs for and now it's over today.
2: <laughs> right right now. Yeah. Right, right now. I the 2022 the joke, season
1: has begun today.
2: Like all 12 of the Rams fans are partying yes wild right now. Um but uh one of those people one of those 12 people is not Jacob Westendorf. Jacob, you're here with us today. How are, how are you? How you feeling? Ready for this off season?
3: Yeah, right. But I've been ready for, you know, a month if we're, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it was nice. The championship games were both entertaining. Yesterday's game was entertaining. I uh, was smart and looked ahead and took the day off. So I have today and tomorrow off after the Super Bowl. So that was nice to be able to recover. I did that in anticipation of maybe another team playing in the Super Bowl, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. So here we are talking again about uh, some quarterback drama. We've never done that before.
2: Never. Not once. Um, and that's exactly what we're going to get into. And we don't need to talk about the Super Bowl because, honestly, I don't really care. Um, because it was, it was a fun game. It was good. Good for Matt Stafford. All right, moving on. Like Ross said, it is the 2022 offseason. Um, but today, guys, it was reported uh, by Yahoo, I believe. You know, we were just talking about it was reported by Yahoo, but tweeted out by, like, an, an NFL rumors account. Um, and I believe it was on the Yahoo podcast That they were reporting, uh, the Packers. You know, they desperately want Aaron Rodgers back, and they have made that abundantly clear to anyone that's willing to listen. They want him back, and now the reports are forty-five to fifty million a year for him. That's the offer they're they are they are prepared to make for him. And then the corresponding uh, part of that tweet was thirty-five million APY average per year for Devontae, which makes no sense right he asked for 30 why would they come in and give him 35 i don't i don't know if that necessarily was correct uh, kind of makes me question the, that report in general uh, but it's not just that report right it is other people have been basically talking about they want Devonte back they want rogers back they're willing to move heaven and earth to make that work but let's just talk about those specific numbers and let's, let's make it a little bit more palatable for Javante because like I was alluding to, he asked, I mean, the reports are, he's asking for 30. So giving, asking so the Packers, giving him 35 makes zero sense. I actually read that tweet as 25 million a year, which kind of made me go, that makes sense. That's a little bit below um, what Hopkins is getting. That's probably about market value. So let's just operate under the, the premise that it is, you know, 45 to 50 million and then twenty five. Uh, for Devontae and Ross, I'll kick it over to you first. Just where do you stand with all of that? As far as one, that's a lot of money. Two, can the Packers do anything with two guys with that much money? And if they're going to run it back with this team, can they do that with that much money tied up in two guys?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to. Like, I wouldn't, you know, but but I'm I'm more of the mindset of you know what what's the definition of insanity continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different results. And I'm not saying they can't win a title um, with Rodgers and Adams, but I'm also saying that they were in a significantly better position with what they were paying Rodgers and Adams. And they weren't able to win a title like that. Uh, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, I think you're, you're always going to have in the short term, a better chance to win a championship with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. But it's, it's been, you know, uh, I think 11 seasons since it's actually happened. So You know, your your odds aren't that good, but, uh, you know, I I think this has been kind of my take the whole time is this is going to be more of a Ted roster than a Goody roster. And what I mean by that is, you know, you always just had to bank on young players and maybe some guys you never heard of and internal improvement. And, and if, the, if the 2022 Packers are going to be good, and, and you know, I think obviously a, a significant regression from the Packers would mean like 10 and 7. I mean, that'd be a significant regression. Um, you know, you're, you're going to need uh, Darnell Savage to take a step, and you're going to need Jair to come back, and you're going to need Royce Newman to take a step. You're going to need A.J. Dillon to take another step. Uh, and, 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 you know, so on and so forth. And and maybe you do finally draft a receiver in the first round and, and he's going to have to produce, you know, that season, not, not three years down the road, but that season. And that's what I mean by just in general. This is going to maybe have to be a little bit of a different roster unless they get a whole bunch of Whitney Mercilesses, just guys that – you know see that brady's gone and and just view this nfc as well the rams really weren't that good which i kind of agree with and and just view this nfc as like okay we've got a real shot here and start taking you know deals that they maybe shouldn't or or you know maybe aren't that financial financially prudent not not 35 year old guys but 31 year old guys that that really see this as a chance to be a part of something special and understand that they're taking less to do this with Rogers and Adams, et cetera.
2: Yeah. And it's kind of a, put your money where your mouth is Rodgers. You, you you talk about guys wanting to come and play with you for a lesser deal. Uh, let's see it. Cause so far, what we've seen from that whole, you know, spiel from him was calm at a at like not a cheaper rate at all. Like they yeah. they actually paid Cobb pretty handsomely this last year to come in and essentially be 12's buddy. Which and, I mean he played he played good football for them. Like that's uh, like that's kind of selling him short, but ultimately like that's why they brought him in.
1: And I want to bring Jacob in on this too because it's something I've seen him argue uh with people about on Twitter and, and you know how I love you know dunking on people on Twitter. <laughs> um I I'm 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 split or like, I guess I don't even know if I'm split. I just understand both sides of the argument. You talk about putting your money where your mouth is. You start talking about Brady taking 20 to 25 million when he's worth 40 or honestly on the open market worth, whatever the hell he wanted. Somebody would have paid him 50, you know, somebody absolutely would have done it. And at the same time, you know, you, you go to Rogers and Devante and says, what if we give you both like matching four year hundred million dollar deals? And Aaron, you're worth a lot more than that. And Devonta, you might even be worth a little more than that. But if we do this, then we have room to do this, 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 and this and this, and you'll get a title. But like Jacob has said on Twitter, why? Get what you are worth. Get what what the market, you know, and and I get that the Packers have probably got some hometown discounts over the year by extending guys before they hit the actual open market. But ultimately – Get what you're get what you're worth, and and but if you're Rodgers at the same time, if if they pay him fifty million dollars a year, it, it, there are I think valid questions about okay, how serious is he about winning? Because if he took thirty five, you could spend fifteen more million dollars on somebody else.
3: Yeah, and that's that's kind of where it's it's tough for me because you know when people are saying oh Rodgers should take less, why? The Packers, I why? mean, literally the the reason in a nutshell. <clears throat> Two years ago before the draft, the Packers didn't even call him and say, We're drafting a guy to replace you. And and I don't this isn't a Jordan Love argument or a Jordan Love discussion. It's just a crux of how the NFL works. They're always looking to replace those guys. They could cut Aaron Rodgers tomorrow on a whim. They won't do that, obviously, but they could. Right. They cut guys all the time, every given day. So if you're worth not only that, I know my job isn't comparable to an NFL player's by any stretch of the imagination, but all three of us sitting in here if somebody offers you more money, more likely than not you're going to take it. That's just kind of how we all operate. And these guys are the same way. And I know it's different dollar figures and people can't fathom that hey, he made 30 million dollars, why does he need 35 when 30 could help or like what Ross said if you're making 50, you could make 35 and they could spend 15 more. I understand that, but it's also like what the money says what the players union is telling these guys to do. Cause I can promise you every single time a player takes a hometown discount, the unions looking at those guys like, Hey, what the hell? Cause now you're talking about 10 other guys that don't want to take a hometown discount or don't need to take a hometown discount now have that number in their market. So I'm not going to agree though. Those guys to take less. Absolutely not. Um, Now that being said, are there fair questions like Ross said about how serious is Aaron Rodgers about winning? If he's going to take, you know, a third of the salary cap, Certainly. But I think there's fair questions about how important is that to him anyways. He wanted out of Green Bay last year when it was very obvious, at least to me, that his best situation to win was in Green Bay. And then clearly he wanted to make some kind of statement and everything like that, too. So it's going to be an interesting negotiation. It's going to be interesting how they structure that contract, because... Just because you're paying somebody $45 million annually doesn't mean their cap hit is such, and they're going to have to make it to where his cap hit is such, because his cap hit right now is $46 million. So that ain't going to be a $45 million cap, hit. I can promise you that. That's not possible.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: You know, it's so much about respect for him, and it's so much about the people, how others, how others, the people, and how those people, those people around the league, even view him. And for as much as he sub, subly, you know, wants to knock an f about stuff, he does. And so, this is this is a hundred percent a tinfoil hat theory. But my thought process is one: this isn't super tinfoil hat. This is not. This part isn't. I think the Packers have been willing to tell anyone who will listen how much money they're willing to give Rodgers because they want this to look like, hey, see, we we did everything we could. we did, We were willing to pay him $50 million a year to get him to stay in Green Bay. Like from a PR perspective, that's what they have to do because he drugged them through the mud all off all last offseason they kind of have to recoup some of that in green bay about like hey no this is we do do things the right way here we do care about the people here um and we're willing to make this guy that you know is our all world everything we're going to pay him as much money as he wants we're going to give him you know whatever he wants so From a PR perspective, I think Green Bay is doing that. But then also from a tinfoil hat perspective, knowing how Aaron Rodgers operates, how much would he love it to come in with all these reports about, dude, Green Bay is going to give him $50 million a year and then come in and be that, you know, the riding in on his white stallion saying, actually – I'm taking 20, guys. I yeah, they were they were willing to give me 50, but I'm I'm going to take 20, you know, because that's who I am. That's how much I care about my legacy. Like that is kind of far-fetched, I get that. But with everything we've seen from 12 in the last couple of years, like nothing would surprise me anymore. Um and I think some of it just very much is like how he wants to be perceived.
1: Right? Like public opinion is very clearly important to him. And he's been super annoyed with the way that people have, you know, I'm not gonna get into it, but like the way that people
3: have
1: have discussed you do. Vac- vaccination no. status, like that angers him. And if he truly, you know, as a lot of professional athletes say, if he truly didn't care what people thought, he wouldn't have gone and freaked out on Joe Rogan about, you know, and and, and basically said, I'm not probably not going to win the MVP because of this. And you know, all the things about his vaccination status when he he does very much obviously care about what people think of
2: him. It's, it's people that obvious. people that people that don't care about stuff don't have to tell people they don't care about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just straight up don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like if exactly. Rogers didn't care, like I don't think he would have mentioned it once. Yeah, right. He wouldn't have mentioned it once on the McAfee show. So yeah, you know, I don't know. None of us know the guy, but we have all watched him basically grow up in Green Bay, like when you talk to really hardcore Packers fans and people that have covered this team, like you kind of feel like you do know Rogers in a way of like how he has changed over the years, who he is now, who he used to be and kind of how all of this stuff has, has, has come about. Um, but one thing that kind of came with all of this news and truthfully, like on a scale of one to 10, give me a really quick answer after all this stuff this week, one through ten is Rogers going to be back, Jacob? Eight, eight, Ross, eight and a
1: half, nine. I, I just, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't. And, and that's the other thing is, you know, obviously the the nuclear option is retirement.
3: Yeah, he's not. And worst that's, case scenario, far and away.
1: Because we've talked about, or I at least have talked about, Green Bay was able to rebuild the Favre era in three years and rebuild to a title, left in 07. They stunk in 08. They were good in 09, but not quite good enough. And they won the title in 10. Now I'm not saying you trade Aaron Rodgers and then start printing the 2025 Super Bowl champion t-shirts. I don't don't know as though that's going to work, but the difference is the Packers got a conditional second for Brett Favre. This is the two time defending most valuable player in the league. You just saw a quarterback who is less physically gifted than him play for seven more years. If you're talking about Rodgers age now, you also have seen him play at an extremely elite level and you've seen the Rams shotgun picks into the sun for Matt Stafford and get rewarded. So these teams that have thought that they're a quarterback away just got confirmation we might actually be a quarterback away. So any – like people I see on Twitter, oh, the Packers Packers fans are over – Packers fans and writers are over-evaluating what they can get for Rodgers. Bull S. They might be under-evaluating it. After what just happened with Matthew Stafford and the Rams, people's kingdoms for Aaron Rodgers. So what I'm saying is if you get two good young players, three first-round picks and two seconds – you are in a completely different
2: stratosphere from a rebuilding perspective than you were with Brett Favre, period. And The thing, though, you know, retirement, it seems like it's between – it doesn't seem like it all, it all but seems like it's between retirement and coming back. I think being traded seems see like it's off the table. And neither do I because, look, we just talked about watching this guy for the last 17 years. His goal for a long time has always been – I want to play till I'm 40 – Wait, not Rogers, does, Rogers <laughs> not doesn't, 40. and he doesn't strike me as the type of guy to set a goal and then to just be like, nah, I'm good, I'm done. Yeah. You know, like that, 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 that just... might
3: change, but I mean, the other part about what Ross yeah. is talking about, it certainly helped that Aaron Rodgers was good. We don't know if Jordan Love is, but the good news yeah. is if he's not with that bounty that Ross is talking about, now you can decide if he stinks. Now in 2023, you have ammo without having to more like. The 49ers don't have a first-round pick for two more years because they traded him for Trey Lance. Worth it if Lance is good. But the Packers won't have to do that specifically. They'll still be able to trade and get Bryce Young just to throw a quarterback's name out and have draft capital to build then around him. Yeah, and and can I get a takeoff here? Kind of no matter
1: what the ultimate result is here, if Jordan Love stinks and I – didn't like him in the pre-draft and haven't seen anything to change my mind. And I, I know Morley disagrees with me on this, but if he stinks, they're going to end up dodging this bullet. I, because if Rogers signs an extension, they're either going to let him play out his contract and not re-sign him or they're going to trade him for a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick.
2: So which is, if, which is better than most first-round busts, that you actually get some type of compensation back. Right. Now, granted, they're not going to – no, they, and the flip side of that is – Say he gets traded to Denver, and seventeen years from now, we're talking about what if they just would have went with Love? Yeah, you know the chance. And I, I a hundred like I, I, you guys know Jordan Love is my dude, and I like him. But even I will admit the chances of that happening are. And
1: and what I oh. said all what I said all along. If you go back all the way to when I wrote the article that I wrote after they drafted Jordan Love, I said this just doesn't make sense right now. Nope. The point. Of drafting a quarterback is to win, is honestly, as we've seen, though not obviously this year, but so many years, is to win that Super Bowl with your QB not making any money, with, with him for four years making very little, and then for that fifth year option, still making kind of what you can manage. After that, it gets really tough. Ask the Chiefs, ask the Packers, ask yeah. a, a million other teams that have paid these guys, truly paid them. It gets really hard and you were never going to be able to build around rookie contract. Jordan love. It, it, it it didn't line up then it doesn't line up. Now you were never going to be able to truly build around rookie contract, Jordan love. And now they're not going to, (laughs) it just isn't going to happen. So it's going to be, and I don't know, you know, like you said, Bryce Young, I don't know, who, whoever's at North Dakota State now, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever top five QB you want to talk about in 2024 is, is maybe, then then Goody actually has a chance to build like that really, really nasty roster with a quarterback making $8 bucks a year. The Eagles, Carson Wentz, he didn't even play that game, but their roster was so damn good because he wasn't making any money. And and that is what the Packers would have missed out on, handing it to Love like this—a one-year thing, great. Where you you know you have a guy, you have the Alex Smith uh, Pat thing, where Pat doesn't play year one, but then you you hand it off, or even shoot Jimmy G, Trey Lance. Well, I mean, I don't mean to make this into yet another North Dakota State edition of Pack a Day podcast, but I would love to see something like like that, where the starter maybe it's Rodgers, has one final run in the sun. And then you get three years on a rookie deal plus a fifth year option, which would be the fourth year of that quarterback being there.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, with Rodgers, a lot of people forget that he was not on his rookie contract in 2010 when they won it, but he was was not making no money. And I think, but I think that's what would happen with love, right? Is if he shows any signs of, a pulse at the quarterback position, they're not giving them 40, 40 million a year. They're going to get a pretty friendly contract, I would assume, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. And I don't think we're going to find out. I really don't. I think he's going to either be good or bad, uh, you know, for another franchise. And and that's what leads us into our next point. What kind of came with all this news of Rogers contract and kind of what I really think was people just kind of admitting like, yeah, he's not going anywhere. Was the Jordan Love discourse. Was – does he suck? Is is he the worst first-round <laughs> draft pick in the history of the NFL? Fellas. Too many people. A lot people, of people are
1: asking. That, that guy <laughs> – that Bears troll got way too much – Way run, too much. He's not even a bears, he's not
2: a bears head. writer. He works for. He's got his credent. He's got his blue check mark for some other reason, not for writing about the bears. Right, but he's from Chicago and he
3: claims himself to be a part of Bears Twitter. Yeah, whatever. He's
2: well, tough. three of the
3: first, <laughs> I believe it's three first round picks from Jordan Love's draft class are currently in jail. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's. I think I think that should answer. Here? I think that should answer your question about not only that, but here's the thing. I don't believe for one second that that Jordan Love selection didn't unlock something in Aaron Rodgers to say, oh, I'm done. F you. Watch yeah, this. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And had something. And if that is the case at all, that selection is worthwhile. The only thing that could have made it even more worthwhile is if Green Bay would have been able to get it done one of the last two years and win a championship. Is it a good thing? That Jordan Love was traded up for drafted and now unlikely to play a significant snap for the team that did that? No, that's a bad thing. Can you certainly have an argument that if they had drafted receiver X, cornerback, Y, linebacker, defense, you know, whomever, somebody that has played for the franchise, would that have changed something? Maybe. But worst first round pick ever. And then the, you know, the counter argument yeah. that he made was, well, you know, these guys that you're telling me sucked actually played significant snaps. Yeah, bad ones. Cool. Cool. That's yeah. <laughs> they're, la- they're literally hurting their team. That's they that. made
1: your team work. And that what keep like mentioned the, and I can't believe I'm giving this guy literally any of the breath that comes out of my body, but he, you know, it, it, the Trubisky thing, you, it is worse to have a bad quarterback play and have you commit seasons to him, literal seasons to him going nowhere than it is to just cut bait. And, and, like, even say maybe they get a fifth, like a conditional five for love. You still haven't gone into a season thinking, like, this guy who isn't going to be good enough to win us a title is our guy. You, you just never want to be in that position. I get it. You, you are constantly. Every,
2: 32 teams, one winner. 31 don't do it. They, but they, yeah, I mean, essentially they, they spent a first round pick on a super talented young quarterback to get, to get a look at him. And right. not have to let him torpedo a season. Like if he sucks, they probably know already. And, right. And they're and like, I well, know, well we got Rogers. So if, if
1: hindsight's twenty, if hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know, and you just tell, you don't tell Brian anything about that's going on in the playoffs, and you say, Brian, you're gonna go thirteen and three, and then thirteen and four. He probably doesn't take Jordan Love. He probably takes T yeah. Higgins or Denzel Mims or something. You know, he does. He does something that will actually help the team. But hindsight's right. not twenty twenty. It's just not. And, and they felt they liked the kid and his, you know, sophomore year tape was real, real good. And his junior year tape wasn't. And they thought that Luke and Matt and whoever could fix that stuff. And maybe they did. Maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. Doesn't look they like got, it
2: so far. I mean, we may never they find got, a They got a – I mean, if he comes out after his sophomore year, he's a top 10 draft pick. And I think that's how they viewed is like we could get a potential top 10 talent-wise quarterback right here for our declining – you know, at the time, and like people, especially Bears fans, don't want to admit that because Rogers was still whooping that ass up in Chicago, even when he was having down years. So I'm sure they don't remember him having down years. But make no mistake, he looked like he he looked like he had one foot out the door.
3: Jake, and- 2019 December, take the Giants game away. Washington, Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit. Rogers is average or worse in all four of those games. Mm-hmm good against Seattle in the playoffs, bad against San Francisco in a championship game that he would have had to have been superhuman, I understand that. But it wasn't an unfair question of, is this guy on his way down, on his way out? And I think that Gutekunst and company didn't want to get caught in the position that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in. One, playing a quarterback they didn't want to play in Ben Roethlisberger, and two, now they're playing another quarterback they don't want to play next year if nothing changes in Mason Rudolph. So they wanted to have that opportunity as well. They really liked him. The process is fine. The problem I've always had, and I actually shared this, it was a Packer Report article that I wrote right before that draft. Jordan Love is a C pick in the first round. So it's not a draft grade, but it was a, this is what I think about this prospect and if they were to pick him. So if it were Joe Burrow, just for example's sake, that would be an A. Now Joe Burrow was never dropping to whatever selection Green Bay ended up at that year, but Jordan Love was a C for me. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers' feelings. I don't care about all the other crap that came out of it. I just didn't like the player. And that was a problem that I've had with that selection from the day. And some of the stuff Ross talked about certainly played into that as well.
4: The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Personally, I'm really trying to work on my weight this year, and when I found out that HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to my door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, I was all in. Skip the trips to the grocery store, saving you long wait times and ensuring you don't waste your money on excess food, and sign up for HelloFresh instead. HelloFresh has helped me eat fresher food with better portion control and has helped me live a healthier lifestyle. I highly recommend the teriyaki chicken tenders, by the way. So go to HelloFresh.com slash packaday16 and use code Pacada16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash packet A16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Remember to use code PACADA16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all struggled with mental health in different ways, especially during the pandemic, and I'm certainly no different. Keeping myself centered mentally is such a huge part of my overall health goals, and that's where BetterHelp has helped me. BetterHelp has the ability to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, plus you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. Plus, financial aid is available if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com packaday. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for Packaday listeners, as you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com packaday
2: yeah and okay, so we've given that we've given that guy enough air time. Uh, no, Jordan Love is not the worst pick um, in the history of the NFL just to just to be clear, I think we're all on the same page with that uh, but moving on last last thing that I want to talk about with you two guys uh, and we've kind of touched on it already and it's just the question is and and I guess I'll frame it this way because we're talking about running it back this team running it back. And I think if they get Rodgers back this year, I think it's two years. I think essentially they're looking at two years um, with 12 under center, and they're going to put all their eggs in that basket. Like, we got two years. Come what may after that, we'll figure it out when we get there. But we're going all in these next two years with these guys. From a franchise, you know, team-building perspective, I think we've already kind of touched on what we all would do, and I think I'm in agree- I am in agreement with you guys. Give me the picks. Like, give me the picks. Let Goody just be scorched earth with his first-round picks like he has been, and we'll go from there, and we'll figure it out. Um, But just from strictly a opportunity cost standpoint, is it the smart decision to put all your eggs in the basket for the next two years and give everything you have? For the next two years what do you guys think about that
3: it's a tough conversation to have because i mean i'm I obviously bill huber said it on head of pack after the season was over this is title town not division title town the packers haven't won a title and those title banners they fly forever And honestly, if Green Bay – like, let's just say they do. They they do all that. They win back-to-back titles. Like, do you think any Denver Broncos fan in the late 90s and early 2000s cared that those teams sucked for however long they did before they ended up with Jake Plummer and Champ Bailey and all those guys? Probably not because they won back-to-back Super Bowls and some in a pretty memorable fashion. They cheated with the salary cap and did all that stuff, but that's a bitter Packers fan talking, certainly. (laughs) But – Jerry Rice. It's fumble. tough to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it's tough to say that like, is it the right thing to do? It's the right thing to do. If it works, like was the Rams way of building their team, the right way to do it. Yeah. Cause they want a super bowl. Are they going to care in three years if they suck? Probably not because they want a title. Now that's the thing that you kind of have the problem with is what if you don't win the title, you know, that's, that's the decision-making people, teams, fans, everybody, they love decision-making processes that end in championships. The one thing I would tell green Bay is if you are going to do this, then you need to do it all the way in. And I know that sounds stupid because I don't think the Packers did anything this year that was wrong, but just to use a couple examples, when you're at the trading deadline and Robert Tunyon's not coming back, trade that, like if somebody says, oh, we want a third for Evan Ingram, just to throw a name out there that was there. We want a third for Evan Ingram. Green Bay, Ah, we would rather give up a fourth just give up the third quit doing that. like yeah yeah you're already yeah. in on that not only one you your third round picks suck anyways so i don't know what the deal with that is so just trade them anyways but rather you're gonna trade. do that third trade for those guys sign those guys like be and you're already irresponsible from a financial standpoint you're already irresponsible from a team building standpoint just be irresponsible then lean all the way into that grab those guys from outside the organization and cool yeah you found some guys like rasul douglas and devondre campbell Sometimes it works out with those guys. A lot of times it works out that those guys stink. And that's probably what's going to happen if you do that. So find those guys, bring them in, get them up to speed and get them running. You know, if Tony Gonzalez, that's not a great example, but if Tony Gonzalez is available, like they had a chance to He drink, is available. I mean, he is. Here's an example. If Rob Gronkowski says, I know he said he would only play for Joe Burrow, but if Rob Gronkowski says, hey, I'll consider it, sign that guy. And if it means you're paying him a retired salary at, you know, eight million million three three years from now, well, you kind of have already given the idea that you're going to suck three years from now anyways, do everything you can to win that championship. But if you're going to do this all in thing, then you have to be all the way on that side of things and be willing to give up some premium draft capital that you really haven't been willing to do in the past. I'm not saying trade all your entire draft for the best receiver in this draft or anything like that, but be more willing to add guys that are outside of the organization. Cause I do think sometimes Ted Thompson was guilty of this. And I think Guttekunst is sometimes as well, that they're a little too precious about guys that are homegrown on their roster and have been there. Josiah DeGuara And I know I keep talking about tight ends, but that's an example. Like Josiah DeGuara should not be the top tight end option on a team trying to win a championship. And they did have some time after Tunyon got hurt to try and find somebody that was a little more natural as a pass catcher. Does that change a few things in a playoff game? Maybe. Maybe it doesn't, but those are the kinds of risks I think you have to take if that's the approach they're going to do. Would I do that? No. I wrote four Packer report right after the season was over. I would trade Aaron Rodgers. I would be rip the Band-Aid off. I would cut the cord, whatever phrasing you want to use. Green Bay's not going to do that. So knowing that they're not going to do that, then you've got to be willing to do what Tampa Bay's done for the last couple of years. Hey, Leonard Fournette's available. Sign do what it. the Saints did. I mean, yeah, they're,
1: they've been in bigger cap problems than Green Bay, and they keep keep just kick. You know, that's where like Bukowski keeps talking about the cap being fake. That's that's where that comes from. Is what the Saints have been able to pull off for the last they four years.
3: They signed Bird while being forty million dollars over the cap. I have no yep. idea how that happened, but they did. <laughs> that's
2: true. That's uh, a great point. And that anyone that says like, "Hey, they just can't afford to sign anybody like that," like find that tweet, find that press release. And be like forty million over signed on the dotted line, and I think the point with all of this student, and it's interesting to throw in like this. Like, imagine being the Lions. Imagine being in Jacksonville. Like, hey fellas, you want two years of legit Super Bowl contention, and then after that, you're gonna suck again. <laughs> like, I think it's just a matter of perspective as well, right? Like Packers, we're just I, like the Packers are used to being in contention every single year, so the idea of them sucking is, is foreign and it's weird, but the fact of the matter is chances are when Rodgers is gone, they're going to suck anyways, you know, and it's going to, it's going to be a minute before they, they find a guy again and they can uh, be legit Super Bowl contenders. And I don't mean suck as in like, they're not going to win any games because I still think Matt Lafleur knows how to coach, but I mean, if you don't have 12, you, it's tough, man. If you don't and have, if you do not, if you don't have that dude that quarterback, good luck. And that's kind of the thing, right? Is
1: you know, I was with in you know, our friend Justice, you know, Tankstus, rest in peace, <laughs> Tankstis. But you know, talking about like actually hitting the reset button, and it was something I've mentioned on the radio a bunch. Like, if Rodgers comes back, don't resign Adams. Don't give Adams market setting money. Reset the team. You know, cut Bakhtiari after next year. To be honest with you, like. Russell Smith, all them re, dudes. Reset the team, and yeah, they're gonna stink. But don't be the Vikings. Don't don't sign Kirk Cousins so you can either go eight and eight or nine and eight, depending on what the NFL decides to do for scheduling. Don't do that. Don't you know? Don't don't do any of that stuff. Keep drafting quarterbacks until you find one, and then when you find one, build around him and go win a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And but but the other thing is, like there was just a blocked punt, man. They're they're blocked punt from being Super Bowl champions. Because they would have smacked the Rams again, and they would have
3: destroyed that Bengals team. Did you guys watch Green Green Bay's pass rush man to man? By the time Z came back, is better than the Rams, and the Rams have the best individual guy with Donald, right? But man to man with Z and Preston and Ra and Clark and all those guys, they would have eaten Joe Burrow for sure. Anyway, but that's not my point. Is like
1: say that doesn't happen. Like just if you can get three more coin flips where you're either the one or the two seed. Give me three more coin flips. Give me, give, give me that. I get it. Like I I, I I, mentioned, we mentioned, we've all talked about the, the reset thing and, and that we're ready for that. And, and man, especially for draft guys like us, like how cool would it be to have two first round picks for like the next three years and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant or whoever the hell would come back from, you know, San Francisco or my dream where they flip Rogers for Trey Lance and a bunch of picks like, That that kind of thing that's not happening so get yourself to the point where you're okay with however many you know coin flips you get because with 12 and 17 and the way that Goody is able to turn the bottom of that roster and 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 yeah I know you know the Jimmy Graham thing went terrible and the Christian Kirksey thing went terrible and he doesn't bat a thousand nor does anybody else but he's been really, really good at, at drafting guys in the first two rounds. He's been awesome at it, and he's been pretty damn good at getting guys in the mid-rounds, third-round picks notwithstanding. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Neither does Jacob. We don't understand it. That goes but, back to Ted Thompson. So, yeah. I mean, we've got a ways to go on that. <laughs> but ultimately, fine. If if, if, if Rodgers wants three more bites at the apple as the top three seed in the NFC now that Brady's gone, I'm whatever. I'm, I'm You know, there's. I think there's chances are better than not that uh, – that that they maybe get one of those in and here's here's the crazy thing guys give me one on the road i, I don't need to see yeah. old ass aaron rodgers in lambeau field anymore get me him in a dome
2: get him in I'm, a dome baby seventy i'm serious
1: get this offense God, 72 somebody else's house 72 degrees no wind how how'd they get to the last super bowl i, I love lambeau field i do if I'm at Lambeau Field, I want my quarterback to be six foot four with a rocket arm, and I want him to be 24 years old. <laughs> After that, g- 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 give me give me at Rams next year as NFC Championship yeah, that's game. That's what I was just g- thinking. Give me give me give me at Arizona.
3: So Where it Ross turns into
1: Lambeau big-
2: Field West, anyways. <laughs> uh, what what you're 100%. saying, Ross, is in so give you Rogers for three more years, road playoff games, and then. In four years, you basically—I mean, I'm hearing you say this—you want Cole Payton <laughs> as, as the what? starting quarterback? <laughs> that's hey, I did this very—I did this very same thing with Trey Lance before he even started a game for NDSU, and I looked. And then so it wasn't smart. a joke. And then it wasn't a joke. Yeah, and then he was <laughs> awesome. Uh, so if you're looking for the next NDSU freakazoid to come out of there, that, that I just said his name, and I'm, I won't repeat it. Cole Payton, I heard it. I thought you were talking about Peyton Manning's kid, and that was like a nickname <laughs> you guys had for him or something. No. Uh, he's better. Um, but anyways, he has not taken – well, he has taken snaps for any issue. He's awesome. But anyways, guys, that is really – we're at 40 minutes, so we're a little bit over again. I just probably would expect that to be the norm now that there's three of us on here. Um, you should have been on here, the pre-production show, off the hinges, off the rails. So – Guys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening. If you get a chance, um, you enjoy the Pack Day podcast. Go ahead and head over to iTunes or Audacity, whatever you listen to your podcast on. Give us a five star rating. We greatly appreciate that. Um, we'll catch you guys back here again, same time, same place next week. And until then, go Petco.